Welcome to our second season of the Summer Together podcast. Our hope is that it inspires your faith midweek and keeps you feeling a sense of connection with sisters and brothers in the St. Paul's community during this season. This summer, I've invited a whole host of people to share their favorite poem. Even if poetry is not your thing, you will like hearing the stories of people in our community who will join me. We have members of our congregation, um, members of our staff who are sharing their poems in conversation with me. The Bible is full of all kinds of genres of literature, and poetry is one of them. Poetry has the unique ability to bring up emotions that you didn't know you always had and to open your imaginations in faithful ways. So today I have my wife, Bethany Williams, <laughs> to share her favorite poem and to talk with me about it for a few minutes. So welcome. Thank you. Um, so why don't you share the poem that you brought? Okay, this is Take Love for Granted by Jack Riddle. Assume it's in the kitchen under the couch, high in the pine tree out back, behind the paint cans in the garage. Don't try proving your love is bigger than the Grand Canyon, the Milky Way, the urban sprawl of LA. Take it for granted. Take it out with the garbage. Bring it in with the takeout. Take it for a walk with the dog. Wake it every day. Say, good morning. Then make the coffee. Warm the cups. Don't expect too much of the day. Be glad when you make it back to bed. Be glad he threw out that box of old hats. Be glad she leaves her shoes in the hall. Snow will come, spring will show up, summer will be humid. The leaves will fall in the fall. That's more than you need. We can love anybody, even everybody, but you can love the silence, sighing and saying to yourself, that's her, that's him. Then to each other, I know, let's go out for breakfast. I love it. <laughs> and now we've heard that the summer will be humid. <laughs> <laughs> it already is. So we love the ordinary kind of quality of this poem, but mm -hmm. tell, tell us why you picked this one. Well, I think I need to give credit to your mother. Um, I believe she emailed this to you, and you emailed this to me. This was the Writer's Almanac with Garrison Keillor on August 29th of 2014. Um, and so I remembered this back in my email um, as one that I just had an affinity for. Um, it's in a cluster of different poems and songs I love with these same themes. So um, I'll just kind of take you through a little bit of what I like. Yeah, sure, please do, yeah. Okay, so it starts out, um, you know, assume it's in the kitchen under the couch, these places that everyone has, these places that we can all picture, places where we often look for things. Um, and then it, it doesn't have to be huge. It doesn't have to be something others would drive to see or stare at with a telescope or that you could see from space. So we take it for granted, um, not in a disrespectful way, but in a way that it's safe and daily. Mm -hmm. uh, so here it makes me think of one of my favorite songs, which of course you and all the kids know, This Everyday Love by Rascal Flatts. Um, and one of my new favorite songs from J.J. Heller, Meant to Be. Um, and this everyday love, this safety. We can take it out with the garbage, bring it in with the takeout. Um, we have these everyday actions of at-home chores and meals shared. We have a house um, with the dog in the poem and Chinese food and coffee, so it starts sounding pretty good to me. <laughs> um, and we wake it every day saying good morning with a sweet way to start the day. And then don't expect too much of the day. We have realistic expectations. Be glad when you make it back to bed, we're thankful. Um, be thankful he threw out that box of old hats. We, 
we've got the small winds. Be mm. glad she leaves her shoes in the hall. These signs of presence that could irritate us, but instead we're thankful for. And then this focus that time passes. And I love the optimism and the assuredness that snow will come spring, not in Houston, but other places. Yeah. Although we had a couple Sometimes. of snow days yeah. this last year. Um, but spring will show up, summer will be humid. So things will come, things will show up. They're steady, they're dependable, they're trustworthy. Um, that's more than you need. So I think this is the theme of um, one of the things I'm learning right now, that a sweet life gets smaller. You know, when you're younger, you want to do huge things and uh, maybe you want to be famous or write a million books or um, do things that people would see from space. But then as you mature and learn what joy is and Sabbath and rest and family time, a sweet life gets smaller in a way that is not disappointing. Mm. And then at the end, we love others. Um, we can love anybody, everybody, but this special love um, in this family, in this couple, but we're so comfortable in our mutual love that we can enjoy the silence together. Um, and so, again, not in a disrespectful way of taking each other for granted, but in a way of really seeing each other and appreciating each other and, and noticing that's her, that's him. And then I love this evidence of maybe, um, maybe a couple who's lived a lot of life together. Then to each other, maybe they had the same thought at the same time. I know, let's go out for breakfast. And they find the joy and the excitement in the everyday moments. Um, because in a happy family, going to breakfast together is all you need. Yeah. Um, that indicates a lazy Sabbath day for me to go out to breakfast, you know. It's a great poem for summer. Right? Yeah. Yeah, for Sabbath and summer and recreation and being fully present. So I wonder about what the poem speaks to about the nature of God, um, God mm. being present with us and how this kind of poem inspires your faith what would you say about how this I don't know the spirit of this poem kind of speaks I think to relationship with God mm, that we could be so comfortable with God that we can talk to God but also enjoy the times of silence mm -hmm. maybe instead of fearing those seasons where things feel a little bit more quiet with God and also this focus um, you know one of my favorite things to think about and we've been focusing on for years is how to take a true Sabbath um, and it makes me think of Walter Brueggemann's focus on the Sabbath and we serve a God who rested. It was actually the first action that humanity witnessed. Right. We have a God that took a day off and rested. Um, and so for me, I think I've put this poem in the category of Sabbath and family time and enjoying the simple, truest pleasures and joy in relationship. So yeah, maybe that silence mm -hmm. that we can be comfortable there with one another and with our God. Um, and we can sit sometimes with things we don't have the words for yet to you. Mm -hmm. Yeah, again, I think it's a really good poem to hear for the summertime, for people, for families um, to take Sabbath rest as a part of their rhythms and to enjoy each other and be fully present with them. Take, take them for granted. I love the play on that phrase. Yes. That, comes from the title of the poem. Yeah, with realistic expectations. Don't expect too much of the day. And, and uh, you know, with four kids home this summer, some days we'll be glad we've made it back to bed. <laughs> Think little. <laughs> yeah, right? yeah. So what, um, what about poetry in general do you think speaks to us in ways that other mediums don't? I mean, what is it about poetry that kind of, it certainly didn't grab everybody, but what, what about it grabs 
people in a way that other art forms don't? Hmm. I think that's a great question. Um, when choosing a poem, I started with these songs. Um, and so I think as a culture, you know, most of us are probably more comfortable with poetry in songs. Um, but in terms of reading poetry or coming back to poetry, the first thing I like is that it causes us to slow down, which you can just see in the white space on the page. You know, we're just in an age of efficiency mm. and um, narratives are great and prose is great, but sometimes we're just trying to get to the main point or get to what's gonna happen next in the plot. And so in poetry, you can see visually, first of all, you get to slow down. You don't have to read as much. There's white space, there's, um, there's that blank room on the page for you to bring yourself to it. And so I think that's what poetry does is it opens up our imagination and it lets us connect to it in a way where we have more room to bring our life experiences and our emotions to this story than we might find in prose. Um, and we slow down and spend more time holding it and thinking through it. Yeah, I think all of that's true. It makes us slow down so we can understand it and take mm -hmm. it in. Yeah. Well, thank you for sharing your favorite poem. Thanks for asking me, honey. <laughs> Thanks, babe. <laughs> uh, and thank you for joining us today and listening. If you would like, if listeners, if you would like to comment on this conversation or share your own favorite poem, please go to stpaulshouston.org and we'd love to read it. Thanks so much. Okay.